0: Welcome to the Gals Guide to the Galaxy podcast, where a group of gals gather for you one cool thing around our topic of the month. Is it ancient history? Is it breaking news? Is it safe for work? Well, that's up to each gal. All we know is that... Fasten your seatbelts. It's going to be a bumpy night.
1: Welcome back. I'm Katie and I'm joined by Bonnie, Leah, and Barb talking about our one cool poetry gal. Bonnie already talked about Phyllis Wheatley, but before we dive back in, Leah is going to tell us about what's on Gal's Guide calendar for this week.
0: Yeah, I am. So for the week of April 10th through the 16th, on Wednesday, April 12th, the Writers Galaxy is going to meet inside the Guide Library and as well as online at 4 30. If you are a writer, an author, or interested in being one, register at Writers Gala- register for WritersGalaxy at galsguide.org. On Saturday, April 15th, we have two events. We have Tara Circle at 10 a.m. We continue with our book study of wisdom rising by Lama Sotram Alione. Our new book study is going to begin on May 6th. Then for one to four, come see six of our Gals Guide Anthology authors at the local author fair. The Hamilton County Public Library is hosting this fantastic event at the Forum Event Center in Fishers. The event is free, and we'd love to see you! So for these and all the other fantastic events that are happening, check out galsguide.org. Now, I think you have a rando question for us, Katie. How'd you know?
1: Because it's in (laughs) my script. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, I would like to know what are your personal connections to poetry? Have you ever written poetry? I feel like there should be a follow up. Right, exactly. Somebody go. Have you ever read poetry? Have, have you read a poem before? <laughs> right. Personal
0: connection kind of
1: connection to poetry. Exactly. Expose your soul. Oh. <laughs> I
0: love like looking at right. somebody on right. the table and then like, oh, okay, so is it me then? <laughs>
2: I can jump in. Go I can for jump it. in. Yeah. So I dabbled a lot when I was younger. Sweet. Um, not usually a rhyming poem, just kind of words. And I didn't think that I was, you know, very good. So I just put that away. And then I got connected with this organization called Gals Guide Library. Who are they? They Mm. are so very cool. (laughs) And uh, not only did I come to the library, they pulled me into this writing class. Yeah, we
0: did. I mean, Uh, they did? Yeah, they did. (laughs) They really
2: did. And so So I wrote uh, a short story for submission submission to their first Mm -hmm. anthology. Then the anthology deadline got extended. It did. And I'm like, you know, maybe I could write a poem to go with my little short story. Yeah. And I wrote some words. Yeah. (laughs) And I sent it. To Leah, yeah, you did, and I said, huh, I don't know that I'm a poet, and Leah's response was, "Uh, yeah, you are. You're a poet." And <laughs> so, uh, damn. so she was very, yes. very encouraging, and it was amazing. Um, it was really personal for me to kind of to answer your. Your question. So earlier I was just writing about random things and I didn't have a connection to it. But the stories that I wrote this time were about my mom and her battle with cancer and how I dealt with that. So the short story as well as the poem were very, very personal. And so Mm. when I started writing that poem, and I told Leah this, like, I don't even know where that came it from. It
0: just, it, it flowed. It, it was soul? so well. It, it yeah. really was. And it was therapy mm-hmm. for
2: me. It really was. My mom um, passed in 84. So it's been years ago. Yeah. Um, and it was so fresh. And I, I wrote from kind of that perspective. And uh, and I really enjoyed it. It was very therapeutic for me. And yeah. Uh, so I've picked that back up. So Yeah, so it's been
0: fun. And you've got two poems in the new anthology, the Guy Journey anthology. Yeah, those are also
2: very personal pieces. And uh, again, both very therapeutic for me to go through the writing process. So hopefully others enjoy it. Yes.
0: Well, I mean, I did. Good, Mm -hmm. good, good, good. good. (laughs) Sweet. Bonnie has a cookie. Mm -hmm. Uh, So... I'm trying to remember my poetry-ness. So, like, wow. okay, I'm in to I'm gonna kind of cheat because I listened to music a lot when I was younger. Mm-hmm. So I would write song lyrics. Mm. It's poetry. Yeah. You know what 100%. I mean? Because you are going for a rhythm, you are going for a nuance, you're going for kind of like a different feel. So I would write song lyrics um in my rage journal. <laughs> and Your I burn didn't burn book. My burn book. I didn't <laughs> like any of them though. I really I used to say. Uh, I'm an inspiring writer and a really shitty poetry writer. You know, that was just so nobody would like ask me to write poetry. Um, but then during one of the guide workshops, we did this thing where we had to, uh, we didn't have to, I instructed people and begged them very nicely. (laughs) And then we had to, then they had to, uh, to like just free write, to just write anything, like get it all out, whatever's in your brain. Even I don't know what to write. I don't know what to write. And then after that, I had them write a poem and I'm like, this is a fun little trick because it's no rules and then a whole bunch of rules. Yeah. And from that came a poem that I have no idea where it came from, and it rhymed, and it was about O'Hara. And I was like, where is? So poetry is wonderfully when it like works. It's just, it's otherworldly, magical. So, yeah, it's quite weird. I like it. <laughs> bon, what about
3: Still you? To me. <laughs> I need another cookie. <laughs> no.
1: Um, you I can't never ask really... me a question. I have a cookie. Yeah, I know, right? She writes poems Give about cookies. cookies. Mm. <laughs> I'll be accepting them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'll, I'll be it. accepting the cookies. <laughs>
3: um. No, you know, I was always, you know, the kid doodling in class. So I was always drawing yes. and not really doing poetry. But I was always like, I could read stuff. Like, I didn't yeah. have an issue in high school. Everyone in my freaking class was like, Shakespeare so hard. It's like it's really. I not love so, Shakespeare. Yeah, <laughs> it's really not. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so I have no problem like reading it. Um, I usually tend to read other things. It's kind of like like I'm not really into like when I'm into art. Like I'm not really that into photography. Right. So like when I'm reading, I'm not really like into like poetry. Like I get it, and I'll read it.
0: Right. Um. It's just it's not like, like
3: how a you gravitate. No, yeah. Parts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. It's totally fair. Um, mm-hmm. I do really like um, the one that's like sticks in my head recently. I'm not even sure um, how to pronounce this person's name. There was a woman who gave a a speech, poem, thing at the Women's March. I think the first oh, one. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. The I'm trying to is it Hazley? Halsley
0: Halsey. Halsey. Halsey yep. is she also a uh, singer songwriter? Yes. Halsey. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. I'm
3: not. I'm not familiar with her music, but I like. I saw her. Yeah. Speak and it's the a story like mine.
0: Brilliant. I'm sure we can
3: put in the sto- story notes. Let's put in that the story, in.
0: Let's put it in the story, story notes, notes and in the, the show, show notes. notes. Yeah. Lots of wine. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, and peanut butter cookies mm-hmm. and cold medicine. <laughs> I want some of that. <laughs>
3: But that one, like, it, it rhymed and it had, like, a rhythm yes. to it. Mm-hmm. And that one, that's been, like, in my head since I saw that one came out. Like, I keep ah. wanting to, like, use that for stuff for school. And I'm like, right. oh, I'm not sure that's really, like, appropriate. That might it get was, me kicked out of school, but it was, it's so good.
1: It
0: was raw. It was raw. Yeah. it's good, though. It was good. See? Katie, what about you? Um...
1: I don't read poetry, and Mm -hmm. I think it might circle back to a middle school trauma. Oh, Oh, bring it all back. We had to put together a poetry book, and it was um, basically poetry by others, and I think one or two by ourselves. Mm -hmm. And I chose like the romantic poets like Byron, and yeah the other people of that the time other that Shelley. wrote. Yeah. Shelley wrote. I was going <laughs> to she- say Shelley. Percy. Percy, <laughs> Percy Shelley. Percy Shelly. Yeah. And so we had to, like, I was, like, into this project, and it was, like, a book, and we had to illustrate and make it look pretty and stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's love poems. Uh-huh. And so for one page, I just put on a whole bunch of lipstick and kissed all over the <laughs> page. <laughs> Done. To illustrate it. Done, right? <laughs> nice. And so then the teacher that we did the project for, like, held up my kissy page and was like, oh. I feel like this one's going to give me some kind of desire. Disease. It's with all the germs, oh, like shame me in front yeah. of the class, right? Oh, and I was like, this oh, is a creative endeavor, and it looks amazing on her house. Why would house. Oh my you? gosh, it was a man. Oh,
0: uh, plague on his house! Yeah, so Ew. I mean,
1: I maybe I'll him. get into poetry after this because yeah. I'm like digging our episode. But like that it. is my origin story of poetry trauma. Okay, all right. A lot, lot of trauma
2: you... comes out of middle school. You should oh, write it God. in a poem, right? <laughs>
1: I feel like I've only told the story a handful of times. It still has that like cheek burn. Gotcha, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. I like, oh. oh, should not have been kissing all over. <laughs>
0: uh, no, I feel I feel you like, can kiss whatever you know,
1: want. The best ideas you have.
2: <laughs> he probably told that during COVID. You know, he did. He's like, back in the day. Uh-huh. He's dead.
1: Uh, oh, spoilers. Well, <laughs> okay. It might have been the lipstick poison. No, yes. Or <laughs> karma. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I've seen
3: some. Um, I think it's a woman make artwork out of putting on lipstick and kissing had a my nice time. So, jokes on him. See? right?
0: There
1: was a Taskmaster episode it where they had to uh, do that. amazing, guys. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure it did. It was yes. quite the creative endeavor. Very See? nice. Yes. I dig it. <laughs> Who so, I've been thinking about yeah. my intro. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The whole day. And I've Sweet. decided I want to play the guessing game. Okay. okay. Nice. But I kept thinking of what's that creepy horror movie where, like, do you want to play a game with me?
3: Uh,
0: so Saw. Saw, yeah. Okay. I'm like oh, I haven't seen it. Okay. I feel like the guy from Nightmare S- I feel like the guy yeah. from Saw. Jigsaw. Like,
1: Why do I know do, his do name? Do you want to play a <laughs> game with me? Wow. Because it's All almost. Right. So, event. I have Yes. three things I'm going to say to you okay. and then All at the right. end you will tell me if you know this woman. Okay. Okay. Yeah. She wanted her epitaph to be Excuse my dust. Oh, crap. Yeah. She left her estate and cremated ashes to Martin Luther King Jr. <sighs> I think Ooh. I know. She was known for her wit and wisecracks. Dorothy Parker. I'm going to be yes! Dorothy very Parker. nice. Yes. Very nice. I feel like I should have got it for well Excuse My Dust but
0: I needed done. a little bit more. Oh. Well
1: done. I love it's her. So sad that I couldn't stump you though <sighs> like on Movie Month. No, no, no. You're totally fine. But that was like my triple crown was stumping you on.
0: Bring people. Bring you did. You did. But bring the Dorothy <laughs> Parker because I'm sure there is stuff that I don't know about her and I just, I freaking love her. So yes.
1: I know, right? <laughs> there- I feel like I still need to know more about her because she's incredible.
0: There was a, uh, movie that I watched that I loved that was in the 90s and I think it's out of print because I tried to find it the other day Dorothy Parker and the Vicious Psycho Mm. Um, and it was all about the Algonquin table and her group of writers and I remember watching the movie going damn it I want to know actually more about Dorothy Parker like you it was all about her with her name in it but it really was barely about her so Mm. bring
1: it Katie since I love the sarcasm I can't take things seriously very nice (coughs) I had to go with Dorothy Parker. Yes, perfect. So, <laughs> so, she was born Dorothy Rothschild on August 22nd, 1893. Gotcha. Her mom died before she turned five years old.
0: Ooh, oh. trauma. Her yes. mom,
1: her dad remarried shortly afterwards, uh, but Dorothy did not like or get along with her stepmother, oh. who also died when Dorothy was very young. She was nine when her stepmother died. Oh, like, my oh, goodness. So, the women in her life just kept falling dead. <laughs> right, but but she oh, was very much the, the or... of her dad's eye. Mm-hmm um you know he very he doted on her there were some rumors that maybe she kind of had an abusive childhood with him but her biographer said no that wasn't the case that she was actually very like pampered and spoiled so i don't gotcha. i don't know maybe no, he there. was
0: you know mean with the you know the compliments or you know what yeah. i mean like maybe it was more There's verbal abuse ways, than physical right, abuse yeah right.
1: okay um so, with the last name Rothschild, you might guess that she's Jewish. Right. However, growing up, she went to Catholic school. Ah. Um, she was known as the class clown and did not get along well with the nuns. <laughs> <laughs> mm. I like her. She actually <laughs> dropped out of school at age 13. Ah. However, she eventually went back to a finishing school, Miss Dana's finishing school, um, and left there at 18. Oh, cool. So, it said she graduated at 18, but there are people that were her, um, her... <sighs> peers that said yeah. she didn't actually graduate
0: <laughs> like one of those so, three credit chive yeah the, nu- <laughs> the
2: nuns held
0: held right. back <laughs>
1: right. um so during all this time she lived on the east side of new york she's quite the yes. a new yorker i feel like her image comes to mind yes when you think new york mm-hmm. yes. um but yeah she had the trauma of losing the women in her life when she was young um however it was when she was around 19 years old Her uncle, her father's brother, and also his business partner, died on the Titanic.
0: Oh. Oh, And her dad was
1: so heartbroken by this that he never recovered, and a year later, he also died when she was 20 years old. Oh, my goodness. Wow. That's a lot of death
0: in your Stockton, formative years right, oh my goodness less
1: than two decades Ew. so following her father's death um she made a living playing the piano at a dancing school while she worked on her poetry oh i thought you were gonna say while she was a dancer
0: no, no <laughs> poetry no, no, no. got it Yeah, she yes. worked on poetry she
1: played the piano for the dancers uh. um and she was able to sell her first poem to vanity fair magazine in 1914 Ooh, not too shabby i know right uh, a few months later, she was hired as an editorial assistant for Vogue. <gasps> nice. <laughs> After a couple years of Vogue, she went back to Vanity Fair as a staff writer. Um, and it was at that point that her writing really took off when she did theater criticism for Vanity Fair. <laughs> so theater was, I mean, theater is still, like, big in New York, but, like, Absolutely. then it was, like, everything. Yes. yes. yes.
0: And there were some amazing plays that were going on at that right. time in New York. Oh my right. goodness. Yeah. But she was
1: quite the critic. Oh, <laughs> I <like> it. Um <laughs> it was there at Vanity Fair that she met Robert Benchley and Robert E forgot to add his last name. Gotcha. Mm, somebody. The trio began lunching at <laughs> lunching at the Algonquin Hotel on a near yes. daily basis and became founding members of what's known as the Algonquin Round Table. There they are. The round table numbered among its members the newspaper columnist Franklin Pierce Adams and Alexander Wolcott, their publication of Parker's lunchtime remarks and short verses, particularly in Adams' column, The Conning Tower, um, began to develop Dorothy's reputation as being a wit. <laughs> when the group was informed that the famously taciturn former president Calvin Coolidge had died, Parker remarked, How could they tell? <laughs> oh my, right? She's good. <laughs> <laughs> In 1917, she met a Wall Street stockbroker, Edwin Pond Parker II, and they married before he left to serve in World War II. Mm-hmm. After he returned from war, he struggled with PTSD and alcoholism, and mm-hmm. in 1928, Dorothy Parker filed, from divorce, filed for divorce from him. But she kept the name. She did, ah. yes, for the rest of her life, because she did have a second marriage, um, but she kept that last name. Look at that. What's oh, it's a good name. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Parker's caustic wit... As a critic, initially proved popular, but she was eventually dismissed by Vanity Fair in 1920 after mm. some of her criticisms too often offended powerful producers. Oh, oh
2: those producers. All right.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, she became it. a founding Very member of the New Yorker, however, with yes. Robert Benchley, who also quit Vanity Fair in protest when they fired Dorothy. Oh, look at that. Right? Support. Nice. Um, she became famous for her short, viciously humorous poems, <laughs> many highlighting ludicrous aspects of her many largely unsuccessful romantic affairs and other wistfully considering the appeal of suicide. Uh. She had a number of affairs. Her lovers included playwright Charles MacArthur. Her relationship with MacArthur resulted in a pregnancy. Parker is alleged to have said, "How like me to put all my eggs into one bastard."
3: <laughs> oh.
1: <laughs> yes. She decided to All have life. an abortion, and after that, she fell into depression that culminated in her first suicide attempt. Aww. <laughs> However, the next 15 years were Parker's greatest period of productivity and success. In the 1920s alone, she published some 300 poems and free verses. Wow. Yes. Right? That's a lot. Mm-hmm. Productive.
0: If you are working to avoid trauma, and yeah.
2: it's well, it's therapy, thing. right? Yeah, you're you work work processing. through processing. Yep. For sure. <laughs>
1: Um, she published her first volume of po- volume of poetry, Enough Rope, in
0: 1926. I get that reference. It oh, reads- wow. <laughs> yeah, it's dark.
1: <laughs> it- the collection sold 47,000 copies and had impressive reviews. Wow. She nice. also released two more volumes, Sunset Gun and Death and Taxes, along with short story collections. Laminates, laminates for the living and after such pleasures yes. later on. So and have you ever seen I feel like it's the thing I see most often the portable Dorothy Parker. Yes. Yeah. That yeah, was yeah. actually created um, for veterans in World War II. Oh really? Well not veterans but like active At- military yeah. people oh, yeah, in yeah, World yeah. War II. To give them a little so, of something. Right. So she took her poems and oh. put it into a collection and called it the portable Dorothy Parker and oh. it was sent overseas. Yep.
0: yep. So. That's cute along with like M&M's and
1: right. <laughs> In poems about suicide. Yay! Why not? Exactly what what they needed. (laughs) The thing you needed. (laughs) It was also towards the end of that period that Parker became more politically active and aware. Um, She began a lifelong commitment to activism, began around 1927. Gotcha. So she was initially drawn into the trial of, it's in her Wikipedia, and I can't remember the name, so it was two immigrants who were accused of murder, and really they were- Not getting a fair trial, and they were prosecuted because of um, their immigrant status. Oh, gotcha. And were actually sentenced to death. And she Uh went to protest that and was arrested during the protesting of them. So that was like her first appearance at a protest. Oh, nice. Look look at that. But not last. Right. Right. Standing up for what she believes in. I love it. Um, and next is kind of her Hollywood period. <laughs> it was around 1932 that she met Alan Campbell, mm-hmm. an actor with aspirations of becoming a screenwriter. They dated for a couple years and then got married in New Mexico and moved out to Hollywood together. Um, it was during that time that she was nominated for two Academy Awards. The first was for Best Screenplay for her writing on A Star is Born. Mm-hmm. Have you guys seen nice. it? Which it's version? Been, the, it's okay, the it's original. Been she did the original, of course, yeah. and it's yes. been remade two other times. Yes. Have you guys I seen the Lady Gaga version? I haven't. I, I, I did. I did. Why did they make another one? I don't know. I kind of wanted to see it. I'm it's, being honest. It's <laughs> totally fair. I thought it
2: was different enough, and I thought it was very good, and I actually think Lady Gaga, I think she's fabulous in this. Mm, I I her. wanted to see yeah. it, yeah, it
1: I, so bad. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Sweet. Um, she also received a nomination for an Oscar for the screenplay of Smash Up, The Story of a Woman, which I'm not familiar with Wait, at I all. I have not, never I'm been not.
0: able to find, actually. Okay. So, yeah. it's Talk always about what we
1: need for the library. It was on a list. I don't know if it's one
0: of those missing films or just the company that made it, like, just died out. That happens.
1: So we need to get a copy of that. Everybody yeah. out there. Mm-hmm.
0: Find a dorky Radio land. Yeah. Find it
1: and send it to Right. Us. Right. Exactly. If you're listening. We'll take
0: reels, VHS. Anything. <laughs> or
2: just send us $10,000 and we mm-hmm. will
0: find it. Right. One million dollars.
1: <laughs> I like it. So during the 30s and 40s, she became an increasingly vocal advocate of civil liberties and civil rights and a frequent critic of authority figures. Sweet. She helped to found the Hollywood Anti-Nazi League in 1936, mm-hmm. which the FBI suspected of being a communist party front. Of course they did. <laughs> oh, yeah. Parker was listed as a communist by the publication Red oh, Channels geez. in 1950. They really didn't like her. The <laughs> FBI compiled a 1,000-page dossier <laughs> on her because of su- suspected involvement with communism during that era. Mm-hmm. Um, as a result, movie studio bosses placed her on a Hollywood blacklist. Right, yeah. right. Think of all the movies we could have had. I know, exactly. I right. know oh, they're missing out. During this time, she was also really struggling with her marriage to Alice or Alan Campbell. Gotcha. Um, the tension between them was exasperated by Parker's increasing alcohol consumption and Campbell's affairs with a married woman in Europe during World World War II. Damn mm. it, you guys. Like, how <laughs> do you manage that? I know. I think in the Transcontinental very busy. travel was not great <laughs> during that time period. Exactly. Okay. Right. Um, they ended up divorcing in 1947. But then they remarried in 1950. Hmm. Oh, all right. Then they separated in 1952. Okay. Okay. (laughs) And she moved back to New York. (laughs) Sweet. Where she lived for five years at the Volney Residential Hotel on Manhattan's Upper East Side Mm -hmm. and wrote reviews for Esquire magazine. Oh, well, there you go. She's still working. (laughs) That's good. Her writing became increasingly erratic owing to her continued abuse of alcohol. She returned to Hollywood in 1961 to reconcile with. Alan Campbell oh. and collaborated with him on a number of unproduced projects until Campbell died from drug overdose in 1963.
0: Oh. They sound like Elizabeth Taylor and Richard Burton, like before right. Elizabeth Taylor and Richard Burton, like Benton just whatever. you know oil and water back you know in love. But in they hatred, loved in love each other,
1: uh huh, so much that they hated exactly. each other. <laughs> oh, exactly. <laughs> she once described him as um, as queer as a three dollar bill. Oh, nice. Yeah, because he was nice. also bisexual. Nice So they definitely had some I think some tensions And things They needed to work out together (laughs) Exactly (laughs) Um, However after his death She moved back to New York Gotcha. And she actually lived until the age I think of 73 when she died of a heart attack in oh. 1967.
0: I actually oh. wouldn't have bet money that she lived right. into her 70s. Yeah. Her life with yeah. her poetry and because
1: all of that. Because she was
0: like a constant, she was a constant alcoholic and yeah. smoked like every like every picture of her with a cigarette. Mm-hmm. So, you would just think the lifestyle alone, but maybe there's something to say
1: about anger. Keeping you alive. Right. Well, right, right. Exactly. You don't
2: internalize it. You get it out. Right, exactly. Process, yeah. get it out.
1: Write it in your poetry. Exactly. Very true. Yeah. That's exactly <laughs> right. Helping. So I exactly. encourage all of you to check out Dorothy Parker's poetry. Yes. Um, a lot of it is available for free online. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. enjoy and read. And I'm actually going to read one of her poems to end us Yay! today. I love it. And I think it's a good message for all of us. Sweet. It's called Indian Summer. Uh-huh. In youth, it was a way I had to do my best to please and changing with every passing lad to suit his theories. But now I know the things I know and I do the things I do. And if you do not like me so, to hell my love with you. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> that is brilliant. Love it. Right. Love it. Gloriousness. Love it. She's incredible. Do you want to
0: wrap us up, darling? Mm-hmm. I love her. I know that at the library we do have a book inspired by cocktails. About Dorothy Parker. Oh, so it's a Dorothy nice. Parker uh, cocktail inspired. A little dark, but yeah. yes.
3: <laughs> uh-huh. I know, right? Smash <laughs> Up story of, story of a Woman is available <gasps> on several streaming services. Is it? Including Ooh. Amazon Prime. Okay. And Pluto TV. I have Pluto TV. And hmm.
0: Plex. Don't have Plex? Um, what is Pluto TV? It's kind I'm of like Roku, Roku TV. It's free oh. TV. Yeah, and it's, it's on the Roku. Yeah, yeah. Y'all. Exactly. It's like another app, things. sort of thing. Yeah. I and know. it's on a few
3: things for if you pay for them, like the, the Hulu and Paramount and MGM. I
1: have the Hulu.
0: Oh, there you go. Check it out on the
1: Hulu. I'm going to have to because she was witty and fierce and amazing. Yeah. I exactly. like it.
0: I like it. Well, take
1: us home, Katie. Yes. That wraps it up for Poetry Gals Month. Join us next week as we celebrate. Oh, wait, the other one. Yeah, not going to do that one. That's final close. How about the other one? I'm out, guys. Final close. Going to leave. But we have two more episodes. (laughs) Well, that wraps it up for this week. Join us next week for another Cool Woman of History as Gals Guide podcast continues. Thanks for listening.